For I am crucified with Christ And yet I live Embrace the cross Where Jesus Welcome to Crossbound Ministries where we are bringing the gospel of Jesus Christ to the world, encouraging Christians and pointing sinners to the cross. Will you please pray about supporting our broadcast and ministry that gives us the ability to spread God's word. You can get involved by going to crossboundministry.com. Please welcome our preacher, Mike Sadler, as he brings us an important message from God's word. Embrace the love the book of Joshua, chapter number 14, and verse number 6, as will be today, is we're going to look at Caleb and the life of Caleb. And the Bible says in Joshua, chapter 14, and verse number 6, Then the children of Judah came unto Joshua in Gilgal, and Caleb, the son of Jephthah, the Kenizzite, said unto him, Thou knowest the thing that the Lord said unto Moses, the man of God, concerning me and thee in Kisbarah. Forty years old was I when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out of the land, and I brought him word again as it was in mine heart. Nevertheless, my brethren, that went up with me, the heart of the people melt, but I wholly follow the Lord my God. And Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land wherein thy feet have trodden shall be thine inheritance, and the children's forever, because thou hast wholly followed the Lord my God. And now behold, the Lord hath kept me alive, as he said these forty and five years. Ever since the Lord spake this word unto Moses, while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness, and now, lo, I am this day fourscore, and five years old. I love some of those verses, like in verse number eight, where he says, but I wholly followed the Lord my God. What a great example for me and for you, Christian, to wholly be sold out to the Lord God Almighty. I am willing to do whatever it is you ask me to do, Lord, even if I don't like it, even if it's to my hurt, God, I will be obedient. And listen to me, God will always bless it. If you do what God says, even when it doesn't make sense, God will always bless it. And you say, well, I did what God said, and it didn't go like I thought. Well, maybe that's because you're not thinking like God thinks. He says, my ways are higher than your ways. And you say, well, I I did what he said, and that person didn't get saved. Yeah, but you don't know what's going to happen down the road. When you be obedient to God, You always come out in victory. Why? Because you have turned the results and what's going to happen over to God himself. And you say, Lord, I'm simply going to be obedient and leave everything else up to you. And that's all you can really do. Because anything else above that is you trying to control it. Let's look at the next two verses. Verse number 11, verse number 12. As yet I am as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me, as my strength was then, even so is my strength now, for war both to go out and to come in. Now, therefore, give me this mountain, whereof the Lord spake in that day. 
For thou heardest in that day how the Anakims were there, and that the cities were great and fenced. If so, be the Lord will be with them, be with me. Then I shall be able to drive them out, as the Lord said. He knew in his heart that it looks like I can't win this battle. It looks like I can't defeat these. If you remember, there was only two spies out of the 12 that said that we can actually conquer the land that God said was ours. God had already promised the victory, but there was only two that actually believed it. Where are you at today, Christian? God is still looking for people like Caleb and like Joshua that will believe his promises despite what you can see with your physical eyes, despite the oppositions, despite the mountains in your way. God is just looking for somebody that will say, here am I, Lord, send me. I am willing. I will take you at your word. I will believe it. I will wholly follow you with my whole heart. God is looking for that person today. And you say, but I'm nothing. I have no name. I have no money. I have no resources. I have no funds. I have no connections. Let me just tell you, you are the perfect one that God is looking for because when he does it through you God will get all the glory out of it huh that's what he says God will get all the glory out of it and as I always remember what this one preacher said when something is truly of the Lord I have found this to be so true when something is truly of the Lord God will initiate it God will sustain it and God will get the glory out of it and I say amen amen and amen to that God will sustain it He's not, God's not relying on you and your checkbook and your connections and who you know and what you have and your ability. No, God will give you what he needs you to have to do his mighty work. As uh, I believe it was Hudson Taylor said, God's work done God's way will never lack God's supply. And that is so true. Now, the Christian life, listen to me, the Christian life is undoubtedly, without a doubt, it's a series of, of peaks and valleys. It's like a roller coaster. Sometimes you're on top of the mountain and glory to God, I can see it. And sometimes you're in a valley where you feel so low that you can't even pick your head up straight. That's just how it is. And the Bible says, yea, those, those that live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. And above that, it's the devil. The devil wants to hinder the work of God. The devil wants to take out any family that is serving God. The devil wants to destroy any marriage that is a reflection of Christ in the church because that's what marriage is. Marriage is an actual reflection of Christ and the church. It was not instituted by some governor or by a president or some uh, theologian or psychologist or somebody else. No, marriage was instituted by God Almighty, the maker of heaven and earth, the moon and stars, the sun and the sea, That was his very first institution to us was marriage, amen, for long before the church came around. So how important is marriage to God? It is highly important. So it should be highly important to me and to you. But know this, what's highly important to God, the devil is going to try his best to destroy it. Be your marriage, your children, your home, your church, your ministry, whatever it is, if it's highly important to God. I can tell you this, the devil's got a target on it and he's coming after you. He's going to do everything he can to stop and hinder you. And many times he uses, he uses something called an offense to greatly hinder a Christian. And that's why forgiveness is so important. Amen.
But will you believe like Caleb and Joshua did? Will you see that mountain and go, you know what? I'm going to claim God's victory. I believe him at his word. I wholeheartedly am going to follow the Lord Jesus Christ. Listen to me. The church today needs people, needs people like that. They, they will leave the valley and they, they will climb the mountains of the opportunity that God has placed in their life and in their path and that God has already set the victory for, but they'd simply have to get up and walk and believe it. Amen? There are many things God can accomplish through you, but the truth is God's not going to force you. He's not going to grab you up by your neck and drag you around and say, you're going to do this and you're going to do that. No, you have to have a willing heart and submit yourself to the Lord God Almighty for him to actually work through you. Now, if he don't get you to do it, he'll call somebody else to do it. But he wants to use you. Amen. Absolutely. There was a man named Edmund Hillary. You ever heard of Edmund Hillary? He was the first successfully person to climb Mount Everest. Mount Everest is a big mountain. Many, many, many people have died trying to climb that mountain. Why ask why? Why, when he attempted to climb that highest mountain in the world? Why? why? They asked him why. Why in the world would you want to climb that mountain that, and face death and peril? And you may not make it to the top. You may die before you get there. You may see it and die coming down. You may not ever come back. Why put in this, all this hard work and all this risk and all this effort for just to get to the top of this mountain. What is the point? And this was his answer. His answer was that there are some views that are only accessible from the very top. And you can apply that to the Christian life. There are some views that God wants to show you that you've got to be obedient. You've got to, at your own hurt, be willing to be obedient. Yes, God, I will climb that mountain. Yes, God, I will do what you called me to do. We Christians today need to take and adopt that attitude. Amen. That it, it may look like it can't be done, but I know because of God's word and God called me. Now you make sure you pray about it and you make sure you have peace about it. And many times that's what God will do. It's, it's not that he'll just put a note in the sky or put a note in your lunchbox. But many times he would just simply give you a piece that passes all understanding that says, I know that this is where I'm supposed to be. This is what I'm supposed to do. Listen to me. A lot of times we get so caught up in the world today. We got so many dings, chings, and, and little things pulling out our attention. We got a smartphone. We got a smart watch. We got a tablet. We got a computer. We got computers in our cars now. Every time you turn around, there's a ding and a ding and a this, that, and the phone's ringing. And what's so-and-so doing there at this restaurant? There's so many things pulling at your attention all day long. Your job, your work, your family, the world, this, that, and the other. And we, we forget that God is that still, small voice that doesn't change. He's in the background. He's waiting on you to listen. I can tell you, the older I get, the more I realize how important it is to take some time out. Turn the phone off, turn the TV off, turn everything off. And sit down for an hour. Read your Bible and just listen. And say, God... Speak to me today. God, I want to hear from you today. And that's when you can hear that still, small voice. I do believe Caleb and Joshua took that time out. Have you stopped to thought about that? Those two that believe the word of God, that wholeheartedly followed God, 
that said, I will do it. We can conquer it. Those giants will be as nothing. But the other 10 said, they're as giants. We're as grasshoppers in their sight. They will destroy us as they're going into the promised land. You ever stop to think that maybe those 10 never took time out during the day to listen to that still small voice, to listen for God to speak to them. Amen. Take time, Christian, for God to speak to you. Now, he does that through his word primarily, but he also gives you peace in your heart. He can also put a thought in your mind, but make sure it lines up with the word of God. And when you have peace about it and it lines up with the word of God, you know it's from God. It's not some crazy idea that you thought of because we can do that. I can do that. I can think, well, I can do this for the Lord. I'm going to tell the Lord what I'm going to do for him. No, that's not how it works. God is going to tell you what he wants you to do. And then when you be obedient that with, with that of what God tells you to do, that is when he puts his power, his anointing, and everything else you'll ever need to accomplish his will. Amen. So they relied on God. Uh, one of the most important aspects of, of Caleb's life is that he knew what God said. And because of his understanding of God's word, it is so important to know what the Bible says. It is so important to memorize scripture because it can just come up. Like when you're a child, you memorize your times tables. You memorize the alphabet. Even the secular world knows how important it is to memorize things. And when you memorize God's word and a problem comes up that you need to solve, God can bring those things to your memory. The Holy Spirit can bring those things to your memory. Why? Because you have memorized it. You have engraved it on your heart. Even David said that, my word have I hid in my heart that I might not sin against thee. It is very important to put God's word in your heart. Caleb knew what God said. Caleb understood God's word. Do you, Christian? Because if you want to do something great for God, now hold on, let's clarify that. What is something great for God? That's not conquering a land. That's not starting a church. That's not being a missionary to Africa. That's not uh, preaching to millions of people. No, being great in God's eyes is simply being obedient. God may call you to be a, a great housewife and a, and a mother to those children and raise the next generation of leaders. And when you're doing that, when you're doing that, there's nothing greater that you could do in your whole life except for obedient, be obedient to God. Maybe God's called you to be a, a simple carpenter or a welder or a dentist and be faithful and tithe the church. And when you do that, there's nothing greater you will ever do in your life but simply those things that God has called you to do. And listen to me, you keep doing them until God tells you to do something different. Amen. Stay faithful to what he has for you. And so we too need to be aware of God's word and to be aware, listen to me, that God's word is pure, God's word is powerful, and God's word is very precise for your life. It is timeless. It never goes out. It's always valid. Amen. He even said, my word will not return void. So those times you think, boy, I wasted my time talking to them. Boy, I, I didn't get nothing out of witness today. No, you need to remember what God said. It's not your word and it's not in your power. It's not in your effort. God said, my word 
will not return void. And having the word in your heart is like having a GPS in your car. It lets you know which way you need to be going. Amen? It certainly does. Be faithful, be obedient, and memorize God's word in your heart. Do you know that even the Lord Jesus Christ memorized scripture? He sure did. And he used it when he stood up to Satan and he, after he was tempted. Now listen, Satan came to him when Jesus was at his weakest point. After he had fasted for 40 days. So listen to me. In your life, Satan's going to attack you the most when you're weak. When you're tired. When you're hungry. When you're hurt. Maybe when you're having problems in your family life. That is when Satan is going to attack the absolute most. And he is relentless. And listen to me. We are no match for him. Only the Lord Jesus. And the Lord Jesus has the exact same thing. He used the exact same thing that me and you have today. And that is his word. In Matthew 4 and Luke 4, we see where Jesus Christ replies to the temptations of the devil. To the temptation of the flesh. Jesus said, it is written that man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word of God. Luke chapter 4 and verse 4. And to the temptation of the lust of the eyes, Jesus said, Get thee behind me, Satan, for it is written, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, and him alone shalt thou serve. Luke chapter 4 and verse 8. To the temptation of lust of the pride of life, Jesus said, It is said, Thou shalt not tempt the Lord thy God. Luke chapter 4 and verse 12. Every time he rebuked Satan, Every time he defeated Satan, he said, it is written. And when it's written, it's written in stone, meaning it's forever. It's eternal. It never changes. It's always the same. It's always consistent. It's always powerful. It's always precise. Amen. And you can put your faith in it. And that's when you have faith in something. When something does the same thing every day, you build trust in it. You start to trust it. You say, well, that thing's consistent. It works every, every time I try to use that thing, it works. It has never broke on me. Every time I go to use it, I could, that thing is trustworthy. It does what it's supposed to do. No matter what's in your life, you're wired that way. And listen to me. God's word never changes. It never fails. Generation after generation after generation. Amen. I think of my great-grandmother, and her prayers for her whole family. And she prayed for many years. And she wanted everybody in her family to be saved. And she even had a book. And she kept a log of people that she was praying for to get, to get saved. And people that gotten saved. And now my mother has continued that on. What a great and wonderful testimony. You hear me? Now I'm not talking about a bank account or a, a, a big house or a big name. I'm, I'm talking about a folder with a bunch of precious names in it that are souls that need to be saved, and you pray for them every day. But that's a testimony to leave behind, let me tell you. There's no greater and mightier thing that a person can do than pray for somebody to get saved or win them to the Lord. The price of a soul. What's the price of a soul? Jesus laid down his life to save a soul. That's how important it is to him. So that's how important it should be to us. Amen. And you've got to defeat Satan in your life, and you're going to do that with the written word 
of God. Even King David's view on Scripture in Psalm 119, he said, Thy word have I hid in mine heart, that I might not sin against thee. Thy word is a lamp unto my feet, and a light unto my path. Oh, thank God for that. Amen. God wants us to seek His Word. He wants us to learn His Word. And here's the thing about the Bible. We cannot truly obey the Bible. And we cannot truly teach the Bible until we actually know the Bible for ourselves in a real personal way. I don't know if you've ever taught Bible lessons or preached or taught a Sunday school lesson, but it's totally different than just studying it for yourself. You actually get way more out of it because you have to study it you have to digest it. You have to think about it. You have to marinate on it. You have to process it. And you have to be able to put it out in such a way that it can help other people. And so by doing that, it actually goes deeper into the fibers of your being and in your heart. Because you are, you are absorbing those things. Amen? And that's good for us. And our heart, our heart is a seat of emotions and a lot of times our actions will follow those out of the abundance of the heart the mouth speaks in other words so we must allow god's word to, to work on our heart to be in our heart to penetrate our heart and thus it will come out in our lives and it's even the old saying you are what you eat if you eat a bunch of junk you're going to feel like junk but but when you eat a lot of good healthy stuff you're going to feel good and that's how it is in your mental and your spiritual life. You've got to put good in, and then good comes out. As one very young teenager I was working with told me one time, and this, is how, this was so simple, but it's so true, just the way he put it. He just said, it feels good to do good. And I thought, young man, you are so right. It just feels good to do good. That's so simply put, isn't it? Sometimes we complicate things as us adults. But that young man said, it feels good to do good. And he's, he's so right. Proverbs 4, chapter, uh, verse 23 tells us, To keep thy heart with all diligence, for out of it are the issues of life. The quality of our life is determined by the quality of our hearts. Amen. And that is why we need to hide God's word in our heart. Can you think of anything better to hide in your heart than God Almighty's word? I cannot. It's the only thing that's going to endure forever. It's the only thing that never changes. It's the most powerful thing that we could ever dream of having, and that is God's holy word. There is nothing better that you can put inside your heart. God wants us to seek Him. He wants us to learn His word. He wants us to apply that word, and He wants us to believe that word. Just as Caleb said, I have wholly followed the Lord, and I will do what he says. I will take him at his word. So even when Caleb conquered his mountain, he did it God's way, and he did it in God's timing. Listen to me, Christian. Let's say that again. When Caleb conquered his mountain, he did it God's way, and he did it in God's timing. We cannot push forward past where God wants us to be and expect God to bless it. Even though we might be thinking, I'm doing what's right, I'm doing what God said, but you have pressed on past where God has told you to be. And God says, whoa, back up. You're not ready for that. And most of the time, it's not, it's not the circumstances. It's us. It's me. It's my heart. It's myself. God says, you're not ready for that. So make sure that you're doing things God's way and in God's timing. 
And if you've never been saved, if you've never been born again, the Bible says you've got to realize you're a sinner in need of a Savior. Repent of your sins. Be sorry for them. Ask God for forgiveness and put your faith and trust in the finished work of the cross of the Lord Jesus Christ, that he was buried and that he rose again the third day, defeating death, hell, and the grave. Amen. We pray you have been blessed by today's message. If you have been saved or are in need of a prayer, please contact us at 352-247-9200. That's 352-247-9200. Thank you for tuning in to Crossbound Ministries Radio Broadcast. Will you please pray about supporting our ministry and broadcast? You can go to crossboundministry.com or send your support or a gift to P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. That's P.O. Box 7, Inverness, Florida, 34451. For a gift of $10 or more, we will send you a booklet. Please pray for us as our ministry and radio broadcast grows. Tune in every Sunday morning at 8 a.m. to hear a message from our preacher, Mike Sadler. You can follow Crossbound Ministry on Facebook, YouTube, and visit us on the web at crossboundministry.com. If you are a pregnant woman in need of help, there is hope. You can reach out to the Citrus Pregnancy Center. There are locations in Inverness and in Crystal River. Their phone number is 352-341-5176. That's 352-341-5176. This broadcast has been sponsored in part by Henley's Grading Incorporated for all your land clearing and hauling needs. Located in Hernando, Florida, 352-897-3507. That's 352-897-3507. This program is sponsored by Crossbound Ministry of Inverness, Florida.